the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome, everyone, to the episode of In the Eye of the Hurricane with head coach Yusef Shakir. I'm your host, Chad Choate. Thank you for joining us as we talk everything Manatee football. I'm joined, as always, by uh, with Manatee football head coach Yusef Shakir. Thanks for joining us, coach. Thank you for being here. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, I should say. I don't know if – it, it's an obligation. I don't know if you, you nah, choose nah, necessarily nah. right to practice and be here, but uh, nah, nah, we're talking nah. shop, talking ball. Um, great uh, – get we'll get into last week. Great win yet last week. First district win. Um, Big-time victory, 58 nothing over uh, Lakewood Ranch High School. Um, and like I said, first – First district win, good to get out of the season with with the first district win. We got three other games or two other games, excuse me, to play in the district, but it's good to get your first one. What do you think overall of the game after watching some film over the weekend? Well, I think, number one, the kids did a great job of doing what they were supposed to do and doing their assignments. Uh, I really appreciate how focused they were when they came out on the game on Friday night. That's the thing I really was impressed the most with. You just see the maturity in our kids and how they – developed and grew from uh, the week before uh, being an away game and just coming home and being locked in really focused. The biggest thing I had about them being so focused because it was homecoming. Right, we talked about that. Yeah, and just all the distractions and everything else um, because of the fact that you try to keep your team focused because the fact that everything is based around the game. So it's one thing to have a great homecoming week, but then don't have a great game. Right. And put a damp on everything. On everything, on the dance and everything. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the thing I'm most proud about, that they can stay focused. And then they came out and everybody executed and did very well. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about the offense first. Obviously, scoring a lot of points, and, and, and really we scored from all three facets of the game, which is which is exceptional. But Jace really looks like he's coming into his own a little bit, throwing the ball much better the past couple weeks. Um, you know, I think he's almost 200 yards in like 10 of 12, almost 200 yards passing, I think four touchdowns, ran one in as well. What do you see from him, his growth? I mean, is it is it just time, time in the saddle a little bit? Yeah, just experience, you know. Uh... I just think, you know, you can't expect a young quarterback especially to come in and understand the speed of the game and the tempo of the game right off the bat, um, especially as a sophomore uh, with really no game experience coming in on the varsity level. And then on top of that, uh, you know, really having Napoleon back really helps us a lot because it gives us a true downhill running threat, and I think that helps him a lot because people understand that they, they have to pay attention to Napoleon. Uh, his game-breaking type speed, and then we're able to get, get get some good running lanes, and I think that opens up a lot in the passing game. And I think he understands the tempo and speed that he has to operate at now with the rhythm of being a quarterback and how, he, how fast he has to get the ball out now as compared to, compared to early in the season. There's a couple things that really impressed me with, with the during the game is, one, you know, there's some. There were some wide open receivers that he hits, and that's one. I, everyone's oh, they're wide open, but 
you go out and, and throw somebody who's wide open. Sometimes that's a little bit harder than when they're covered. So, you know, he's here when he, and he not only did he, did he connect with them, but he's connected with them on stride. So then they're able to catch and, and continue that momentum and go. Um, but the, there was a play, and I don't remember exactly what it was, but I really thought that, that you saw his maturation as a quarterback is when, you know, it looked like it was a slant. We're going into the to where the kicking net is. He probably three weeks ago, four weeks ago, he throws it and tries to force it. Uh, but he holds it and pull, maybe gains a couple yards. It's not going to show up major in the stat line, but it goes to show his progression as, as learning as, as quarterback. Yes. Uh, I think the biggest thing is he understands more not trying to force things. Uh, young quarterbacks, a lot of times they want to take a lot of shots, a lot of chances, because a lot of times they don't understand the consequences that come behind them. Uh, but I think he's learned that now. And I think that's the biggest thing. He said, you know, I don't need to force it. I don't need to make this play have to work. Right, right. And that's that's something I think that, that we'll see, I would imagine, as he grows. And like you said, I think this is only his fifth game, true game. I mean, spring game is, is, is almost like glorified scrimmage. Um, <laughs> offensively, it still seemed to struggle a little bit, a little, little bit better with Napoleon, struggle a little bit running inside the tackles. And, I, and again, this is only our second game now with new offensive linemen in there and, and, and playing, playing that position. Um, and it's also two weeks in a row that we've seen a lot of inside blitzes, yes. you know, with Kathleen and, and Lakeland, or excuse me, Lakewood Range doing the same thing. Do we attribute a lot of that to that when you're stuffing the box? I mean, there's only so many gaps to run in. Yeah, that's it. You know, you, you only have so many holes. And, you know, you, they just outnumber us. And, uh, and that's why the last two weeks we've been having very good passing games because of the fact that they've been vacating some of those areas. And that's those areas we've been hitting them in. Do um, – do we allow the offense – and I, I'm going to assume the answer is no to this – but do we allow Jace to make some changes up at the line of scrimmage or are we, are we a check we check with me on the sideline? Check with me on the sideline is what we've seen like we've been doing. Yeah, we too. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. It did look like – and I, you guys probably didn't pay attention to it. Uh, maybe, maybe perhaps. Their offense was doing some check with me on the sideline. But they could not get the communication in quick enough. I mean, I think they had maybe three or four delayed game penalties. What is it like offensively for us? I mean, is it is it you're checking? They're checking to Coach Green. Coach Green's talking to other coaches. He's relaying back what he sees from as far as from a check standpoint. A lot of times when you do, you just kind of have a game plan of you know, especially when people line up to say once you see how they're going to line up, how they're going to adjust. So, and as long as they stick with it. And really, you're just looking at the uh, the safeties. You know how many how many safeties you have: two high, one high, and then that, that tells you what's in the box, what's out of the box from there. Uh, so, look at the defensive side of, of the ball. It, we we did a great job, really, until the end. There, he caught a couple passes, but stopping Coochie, which was their big their big receiver from the past the first three games, um, looked like we put Iron out there. You know, pretty much made a made on Vince Shamar as well, and they did a great job of of stopping that. I think two. Some of those slants he caught and did or didn't catch come over the middle and Porter, you know, <laughs> getting a little rough on him, you know, makes you double think going the slants. Um, caused another turnovers again. How do you feel the defense playing this another shutout? You know, the first shutout of the, of the season with it. How do you think they're coming along, uh, especially that rotation, especially the back end? I think coming along very good. Uh, we were very inexperienced in the back end. We really only had one starter come back, and that's uh, Quay Davis. So. All those guys were brand new back in the back end. None of them had played back there before on the varsity level. So uh, that's just another area, you know, where we were very thin and, and getting in really on defense. You know, we 
you look at it, we really only had about four guys that really had played before this season on defense. You know, uh, we just had a lot of guys having to play because uh, because we switched wrong from defense to offense. So that kind of changed up some things with with him. You know, with another experienced guy for us on defense. So um, we very inexperienced on defense, and they just have to understand the intricacies of being in the right gap, everybody being what they're supposed to be at the right moment. And then communication, I, I think the kids did a great job of communicating this past Friday night. They've been getting better and better at that every week. That's one thing that uh, Coach Wheeler has really been pushing on defense and actually the entire defensive staff has really been pushing, communicating, talk, talk, talk. And really, uh, I think for some reason, I don't know why, a lot of young kids you know, they worried about, well, they might hear us. Who cares? Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter. As long as we're on the same page. And I, and I think that's the biggest thing uh, for Friday night, uh, that the kids communicated very well. And those kids took it as a challenge um, to actually come out and just play at the level that we know we can play at. Also, we we completely shut their run game down. I want to say they ended up with maybe three yards, maybe even negative. I, you know, but towards the end there, when we're starting to rotate some of our you know mm-hmm. second guys in and, and younger guys in, is when they really started to gain some yards rushing. But when you do that, you make that other team one dimensional, and they like to throw the ball anyways. Coach West, Rashad West over there, he, he's an offensive guy, quarterback, so he's gonna like to throw the ball. But I thought, especially in the back end, you know, Oliver drops an interception. Jordan, you know, Kevin Miller drops an interception. Could have had, they even could have added to the turnover. I thought they did a great job of of seeing the game from the back end. Tyreek, obviously, with a great pick and, and return uh, for a touchdown. And he's pretty lucid with the ball in his hands. Yeah, he is. You know, he played him at receiver last year. Yep. Freshman, so he started for us there. Uh, but, you know, we always, always like to, you know, get as many receivers and defensive backs as possible those guys can catch. Sure. Uh, so, you know, you want to create turnovers and create those interceptions. Uh, so the, the kids did a good job. Like I said, we, we left a couple out there too. Uh, and they've been on each other about that this week. Is, <laughs> uh, just opportunities. We That's the thing we talk. We can't miss opportunities because, you know, we're going to get in some close games and we can't against a very good team, you know, uh, in the situation. You know, some people going to make you pay you know, that next play, if you, if you give them another play. Sure. We want to eliminate that, those opportunities. Last thing about Friday last week, um, I thought our, our special teams was fantastic, obviously. Uh, punt return for a touchdown from Jaleel Duncan. Um, and, and Axel, again, put I think he put seven of eight in for touchbacks, which is huge. Talk a little about special teams and, and um, you know, was it, was it anything different we did on punt return or just the blocking matched up with exactly what was going on with them, their coverage? I think everything just matched up, and I think they did a great job getting to the wall. And, uh, of course, those guys – on front, they did a great job of, of latching on those guys and driving for five and giving him that good space when he did catch the ball. He had the time to move. I don't know who made the final block at the end, but there was a great block probably by the 10-yard line where Jula makes his final cut in. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember it or not, but just goes to show. I mean, I know I watch him practice. We go over special teams. We had Coach Stalder on last week. That's something we emphasize, and I think that special teams, when you get that, that, that big play on special teams, whether it's touchdown or big return, I think it ignites the whole team. The momentum starts on your side because you've got a mixture of both guys. You know, you got offensive guys and defensive guys that, that are on special teams. Definitely. I think that uh, in time you get a special team with the entire team because of the fact that a lot of times if you're in a return game, your defense, number one, just – and then, you know, you, or you get a chance to take the momentum on the kickoff return. So 
you get a chance to score, have an opportunity to go up right away anytime you can put points on the board. I think that's just a huge point as far as emphasizing those the small things with those kids and getting those things done. Well, it was a great win on Friday. We got some momentum here, uh, winning two games back-to-back. But don't go anywhere if you're out there listening. We'll be right back after this quick break with more of In the Eye of the Hurricane with head coach Yusef Shakir. Champions aren't made by sneaker companies, social media, or television networks. Champions are forged by Florida's merciless summer sun. One more sprint ran in the sand. One more set of bench presses. And one more hour of rep after rep after rep until perfection is reached and character is made rock solid. Coming soon, the Hurricane Champions Foundation will provide the resources needed to cover the cost of special projects and gear needed to ensure that our Hurricane athletes participating in all sports have the resources and opportunities they need to match the size of their hearts and the depth of their dedication. The Hurricane Champions Foundation, supporting Manatee High School Athletics. Champions are made. Details coming soon. Welcome back, everybody, to In the Eye of the Hurricane with head coach Yosef Shakir. I'm Chad Schott. Joining me now is uh, assistant coach Mike Barrett. Mike, thanks for showing up for us and, uh, and talking with us here a little bit. So let's talk a little bit about uh, uh, your roles. I mean, you've, you've coached a couple of positions, wide receivers, running back, as you've been here. Um, doing running backs now, what's what's – what do you mean? Coaching style is probably the same, and 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 uh, that that sense. But but what's the difference between the two positions? You know that you feel like you got to be a little more on one or the other. You know, is there anything different between two positions? About the same. Okay. No, I, I spent a lot on my guys. So if it's my pass play, we got to block. Hey, I don't care if it's two hundred forty pounds, one hundred forty pounds. We still have to block that. Right. We got to keep our our quarterback clean. And if we got to run it, hey, y'all know it. Hit it and get it. Don't put it on the ground. We started with a pretty deep stable in the beginning of the season. Yeah. Um, and, and injuries have have caused that stable to kind of put some of the horses in the barn. That's it. And, and um, so we know we lost Kyrie, obviously, for the year. Um, we were just talking a minute ago. Tyson Phelps was, has been out a couple weeks. We feel like he's going to be back, yeah. hopefully. Okay. I think it was a foot or ankle deal. Okay. Having Napoleon back is huge. Talk a little bit about Napoleon, um, obviously being a senior leader and, and getting him back in there. Yeah, with, with, with him coming back, I think the whole energy of the offense changed. He's one of those guys that like to bounce around. It's Napoleon himself down. Yeah. And he looked me in my eye like, Coach, I'm just happy to be back. And his first touch now last week, I don't know who was happier, me or him. Right. I mean, I, I was almost on the field. Right. So, I mean, Sam get his first touchdown back off that injury. It was like, it, it, was, it was something. Do, um, I, and I wasn't, you know, obviously privy to, to the what's conversation between for the staff and, and especially with uh, the doctors and that, that sort of thing. Was it something where this is perfect? I mean, this is when he was supposed to be back. Um, was it, hey, well, let's not go crazy on like Clayton, Kathleen. I think Kathleen gave me like 10 carries. So get a little more action, I think, last week. We're trying to you know bring him back because if I don't if I recall is ACL correct? Yeah. Okay. So it was a plan all along. Hey, let's let's slowly get him back in yeah. some of this middle of the season. Yeah. Okay. And it, it was the Kathleen game was spot on. Okay. And it was more of let's get it like 10, 15, 20, maybe give or take. 
and you know he kind of got out towards the end of the Kathleen game. Knee started swelling a little bit. You know he got in, got rehab. Bruce Bruce does a great job getting these guys back. And late with the Ranch game, it was, hey man, you good? Yeah, coach, I'm good. You sure? Yeah. So you know we kind of amped it up a little bit with his playing time. And like I said, I mean, kids are jitterbugs, so. Yeah, he does. You could tell just the energy um, when we were down in stretch, when I was, you know, just being down the field at stretch and Kathleen with him back and leading it. You could tell the vibe was just just different. And and that's what comes with a senior guy who's played, um, you know, three years of varsity. And, and you know, to get him back is, is huge. Um, talk a little bit about his leadership maybe towards a young guy in Jameel Williams. You know, freshman, I think he's come into his own, had a little struggle, a couple of the, I think maybe Brain River game, didn't really do too much Kathleen he breaks out for a good maybe 60 70 yards last week you know another probably 20 30 yards talk a little about Jamil. I mean it, it it helps when Napoleon being back full time I mean he was he was out doing practice like you know here and there but by him being back full time and like hey young fella you know this is how you should hit this uh, this is how you should hit that like you know coach coach gonna be hard on you coach Mike gonna be hard on you but he's gonna get you to where you're supposed to be at and Jamil's kind of soaking it all in right now and um, it should be a fun three years. Yeah, I, he's gonna be he's gonna be good. I mean, as a freshman, looking the way he does, and, and he runs hard. I, I love he runs behind his pads. There's no question about that. I, I still gotta get in the Lord. <laughs> okay. He runs a little high, but I mean, coming down here, he's almost 200 pounds. So yeah, it's not too many guys going to want to hit him. Uh, you, you talked a little bit about it earlier when it's pass plays and, and the responsibility for for running backs in, in the in this offense when it's pass plays. Obviously, if they're going out for a pass, they're going out and running their routes. But when they're not going out for a pass, talk a little bit about the responsibility as far as um, when they step up to make the block. Uh, is the call made from the offensive line, from the quarterback, which way they go, who they're looking at? Talk a little bit about that responsibility. When uh, it's, it's, it's all built in the play call, actually. So if we go on to the right, he know he has the right side. He has the middle backer to the outside backer. And if no one shows, you know, we're probably checking down or something. Or we're going to help out where we need somebody to miss a block. We, we know him to help out. So, you know, I emphasize that with my guys a lot. Block first, then you carry the ball. Okay. You can't, you can't block, you can't run the ball for me. Right. Um, talk a bit about special teams. I mean, most of the guys are on special teams, it looks like, I think, as far as, as yeah, running. I think so. Um, do they get any work? You know, if they're on kickoff, maybe if they're on if they're on punt, do they get any work on the defensive side? I mean, do we do any, um, you know, county fair type, you know, tackling circuits or anything like that? No, the only one that's getting double duty is our own right now. Okay. And, um, what, you know, as you guys alluded to earlier, he's a exceptional athlete, so. He's the only one that's probably going both ways, um, you know. But we still have a little individual time with my guys. I teach them, hey, you know, this is what we do on the tackle. On a, you know, God forbid, Jace throw an interception, we got to make the tackle. Sure. And Coach Kier is good at emphasizing that for the offense guys, how to tackle, how to make. The that's good. That's good. So, but you know, other than that, you know, it's just. Let's go play ball. Tell me a little bit about uh, past couple games. It looks like you've been down the sideline now, instead of up in the box. Yeah, yeah. Coach, Coach get out of the box. Okay, how'd that progression go? What 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 was in that decision to go, come down? I I, honestly, I don't know. I mean, he just one day came to me and said, Coach, I need you on the sideline. I'm like, okay, cool. I mean, I always want to be on the sideline. Sure. You know, I see the game up top good, and I I'm able to tell sideline guys, hey, this is what they're doing. Right. But being on the, on the field sideline is it's totally different. 
So I got to pick and choose what spots I sit in. I try to stand in and watch the game to make sure I'm, I'm getting my backs lined up the right way. Or stand at Coach Green and, hey, Coach, man, thank you. If we can hit him with this player, let's try to draw him off or something like that. So. Well, I think, too, you said it, uh, and I've been in both up in the box and on the field. I think on the up in the box, you see way more. And you're really able to, to, to make help adjustments with calls and things like that. But there's something about being on the field with the energy and, and um, I think, substitution things for your own backs. I mean, you know, we like to rotate our backs. And, and for you on the field, I think that helps with substitution. It looks like you may be doing some play calling, some formation calling, stuff like that, yeah. too. Yeah, it was um – I think that's what it was. Help, help Coach Green with the, the play calling, and um, help Coach Mitch with the personnel stuff. So I mean, it's it's a new territory for me, but I know it's it's had to be easy for me. Yeah, hey, it's gone pretty well. Yeah. Past the first two, I think it started after the bye week, right, for Kathleen. Uh, yep. Yep. Kathleen, yeah. So, so I've noticed that the past couple weeks. So, um, you know, I, I think it, it works, and yeah, it's just different to see. You know, you got to now work a little bit to uh, to see how far back you can go to see it, and you know, the closer you get line of scrimmage, the less you see. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's it's a different view. I think my main thing is I got to work on staying back. Not, not being on the field. I'm, too, I'm so walking on the field trying to signal and play and walking on the field and like, okay, I'm, I'm back far enough and I've been down like, rev, like, hey, coach, you got your back. Oh, hey, 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 don't flag me. I'm, my bad. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I got to get used to that now. You know, Coach Kier, he'll give, give everybody an eye like, hey, you just look down at everybody and everybody come right step back. Yeah. So I said, it's a new territory. But, sure, sure. But, um, I mean, I, I just will. It's nice to have the chains. So it, it's sometimes it's not nice to have the chains always because we have the chains on our home side, and then when we go away, yeah. we have the chains. But the chains really allow you. They know, hey, you're there, so you got to back up behind the chains, yeah. and, and that helps. And that, that's, that's my main thing. I try to be on the opposite end of the chain. So if we're going towards our jumbotron, I try to get back behind the offense so I can see them real good. And then, you know, I try to watch defense too when we're off. So I get behind the chain, behind the defense on that too, and try to watch. You know, just try to keep my eye on everything, and you know, learn as I, as we're doing it. So, you know, able to expand my horizons on coaching and get to listen in and, and see how Coach Care does everything on the sideline and uh, being with Coach Green, learning from him on play calling, how to line guys up, and uh, the aspect of every play that he's calling. He's not just out there drawing plays in the dirt and say, "Hey, this is play, go run it." And then lose his mind when it don't work. Right. So you know, it's it's he's setting up the plays on what the defense is giving us, and he, that's how he's calling the plays. And you know, hey, we we trying to come into our own. Absolutely. I believe it. No, we absolutely, you know, and and you know, for multiple reasons, I think just more experience. The bye week helped, um, getting Napoleon back, yeah. stuff like that. I think we're finally coming around, like you said, and and uh, I'm excited for Friday night. I mean, getting two wins in a row is is a great thing. Yeah, I mean. It, it, it worked wonders for it. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, like Coach said about the uh, homecoming stuff, you know, I try to keep my back level headed. Like, hey, you know, I know it's homecoming. You guys got a lot going on after this game. But first things first, let's go out here and get this dub. Then after that, you guys go have fun. Just be safe and doing it. Right. You know, uh, know what you're supposed to do. Uh, again, don't form the ball. They, <laughs> they, they know I hate that. They know I hate putting the ball on the ground. Um, just... Go out and execute, play at a high level. I say, you know, Napoleon's gonna bring that for us. Yeah. And like I said earlier, like I think his energy feeds on other guys. When they see him bouncing around, like, okay, well he's bouncing around, let me bounce around too. Sure. I can pancake this guy. I can I can go and make that catch. I can do this and I can do that. 
And, you know, that's one thing I told him when he first got back. Like, hey, man, I'm, I'm glad you're back. Uh, the energy's going to pick up. He like, thanks. So I like, I know so. Yeah. And it showed, like I say, showed the Kathleen game. I mean, it was a little sluggish a little bit, but the energy level was still high. Sure. And then last week, it was through the roof. So... Well, hopefully we carry that back over Friday uh, as we get ready for uh, Coconut Creek to come into Hawkins Stadium. Thanks for joining me, uh, Coach. And don't go anywhere if you're listening. We'll be right back after this quick break with more of In the Eye of the Hurricane with head coach Yusef Shakir. Champions aren't made by sneaker companies, social media, or television networks. Champions are forged by Florida's merciless summer sun. One more sprint ran in the sand one more set of bench presses, and one more hour of rep after rep after rep until perfection is reached and character is made rock solid. Coming soon, the Hurricane Champions Foundation will provide the resources needed to cover the cost of special projects and gear needed to ensure that our Hurricane athletes participating in all sports have the resources and opportunities they need to match the size of their hearts and the depth of their dedication. The Hurricane Champions Foundation, supporting Manatee High School Athletics, where champions are made. Details coming soon. Welcome back to In the Eye of the Hurricane with head coach Yusef Shakir. I'm Chad Choate. Joining me again uh, is head coach uh, Yusef Shakir. We'll uh, wrap up the podcast this week with talking about the game uh, on Friday night at home versus Coconut Creek High School. Uh, they travel up from South Florida uh, to, to come uh, play us. First time we've played them. Um, this will be. I think it's always nice to get some new opponents on the schedule, um, maybe get some excitement, get some uh, new teams out there and, and broaden our horizon a little bit. They come in three and two after beating last week uh, Boynton Beach. Uh, what do you see, Coach, from Coconut Creek as we prepare for him for Friday? A very athletic football team, very good up front on defensive line. Uh, they have a defensive end, number 18. They have multiple division one offers. Uh, very athletic in the back end. Uh, they got a kid, number 11, Mullen, just a sophomore. That's Trayvon Mullen, youngest youngest brother. Uh, so Trayvon Mullen played at that school. Uh, so they have very athletic. They have a quarterback that's. Um, they can really throw it on the move, probably throw it a little bit better on the move than in the pocket, actually. Uh, but very athletic in the back end. I have some big receivers that they really like to connect with. Uh, so just some, some athletic kids that, that really can, can do some things when they get the ball in their hand. We talked about it right here before we started the podcast that, you know, watch, me watching film, they remind us a lot of Kathleen, uh, who we just played a couple weeks ago. Athletic, some youth involved, but they've got some seniors. We'll, we'll talk a little about that. They're, they're going right to their offense. Their offense runs right through that senior, uh, Demarcus uh, McEachern, I think his name is. Um, he leads the team in, in obviously passing, of course, but he also leads it in rushing. Yeah, okay. So he, the, the, the offense obviously goes straight through him. Uh, but they seem pretty balanced run pass, maybe a little more run than, than pass, yeah. like 56, 44, I think, mm-hmm. something like that. Um, but but they're two big plays is zone read. And so sometimes they got the bubble out there and throw the wide receiver, and sometimes just regular inside split zone. So tell, talk a little bit about defensively for us defensively. When, we, when we're preparing for an offense like that, what does it mean for the defense to have a quarterback that can pull and run just as well as a running back that can pull and run? Well, we basically treat him like as a running back, first and foremost. And because this thing about it, if you're aggressive and stopping the run and getting on the other side of that ball, and if you 
in your right gaps and in your right lanes, you're naturally in position to rush the passer anyway. So I think that's the thing that a lot of people think is two different things. But if you attack that run with a sense of urgency and getting across that line and getting in the backfield, you already, if it is a pass from there, you're already in your pass rush lane to begin with. So we just continue from there. But we treat that guy as a running back. Um, do you have any any throughout the week? Is there any special person you put there at quarterback to say, hey, this is a more run run first quarterback? You put a, another running back in there as as quarterback. I know sometimes we got to have coaches out there slinging the rock a little bit. Yeah, we do. We, we used to have a coach there because that because the coaches don't be consistent with where the ball goes. Not going to get as nervous about being hit. You know, we got a kid back there and pass. A lot of times he's nervous about being hit and worried about some other factors. So. Uh, it just—I think we just become more efficient when we have a coach back there because he knows where to go with the ball. Then also we work scramble drill off of it too, uh, so it allows us to do a lot of different things. I think just you know offensively when you got a quarterback that can pull the ball, you just make sure that you're doing your your job and and not overthink, which I think we probably were doing in the beginning of the season a little bit with defensively, especially over trying to over pursue at linebacker and and doing and too much. exactly Everybody right. Was trying to do too much, and that's a good thing. You know, that's, it's a positive, but it's a negative because when you do too much, you, you're not doing your responsibility. And that's the thing you want kids to have that type of effort as far as you know all out effort, but it has to be disciplined all out effort, and that's inexperience once again creeping his ugly head. You know, right. nothing replaces experience. Yeah, it looks like uh, on defense for them, uh, four three personnel. I mean, looks like they're they're pretty pretty normal um, alignment. Nothing nothing too crazy. All senior looks like linebacker yeah. core is all seniors. Yeah, eight seniors on defense. What? So talk a little bit about that. Um, I, I don't know too much about them from last year. What what their record was last year, but just talk about that experience that they bring to the table, um, and 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 how we may on offense. Offense just what what are we gonna look for to try to try to beat that? Uh, up front, you know, they're gonna be very they're very good up front, you know, with the those guarding defensive end, those two kids can really play, really can get off the ball. And they they're experienced. Like I said, they seen a lot of football, they played a lot of football, so uh, and they they're basically a man team on defense. Play some cover one. Uh, so and then some cover zero too, so it's a lot of man coverage and concept. So with that, you know, they're going to have a lot of people dedicated to the run. So you're not going to have too many open holes. Right, right. Uh, but with, with playing man, hopefully, you know, some of our, our receivers, we saw Jaden Corbett's kind of coming into his own a little bit. Obviously, we know what Iron can do. Maybe get Jaleel Duncan out there on, on the on the pass game. And, you know, when you get one-to-one, you get some maybe some good matchups for us. And how about height-wise on, on corner and safety? Are they, they some, there's a tall guy. Guys, you know, is, or is Jaden Jaden gonna be able to have some height advantage? Uh, well, eleven is tall. Okay. So, uh, so he kind of matches up a lot of times, single receiver. Uh, so he'll probably end up going with him a lot. Or, but they have another corner that's not as tall. They they kind of have one safety that's tall, one that's not. So they're a little mixed. They're an average high school team as far as size goes in the secondary. Uh, looking at the um, scouting report that, that you give out to the guys, special teams looks like it's something I think we're that, that we have a good chance of, of being pretty successful at again. Let's talk about theirs first. You were, you said somebody number 21 for them is a, is a good returner. Is that the Mullen kid? No. No? no. Okay. Uh, he's a sophomore, though, 21. Okay. Both of them are sophomores. So uh, with 21 is a guy, he, he does a great job on that punt returns. He gets, he gets vertical. You know, he's a decisive runner, one-cut kid doesn't really play around you know with a lot of the, the side to side jiggling and things like that he's a thicker body kid too 
So you know, anytime you got a kid that returns kicks, that's a thicker body kid, you know, in open field, you just can't just grab him and, you know, you have to actually hit the kid and drive your feet. I think the biggest thing that I've seen the past couple of weeks, well, Lakewood Ranch, I think, had one return for maybe two or three yards. But Nick's done a great job of, and, and he's getting the ball up high, yes. letting his, his coverage get down there. So they really, I don't think Lakeland Kathleen returned any on us. Um, I don't I don't recall what Braden River did, but I don't remember anything big on us. Um, and then last week, obviously, nothing as well. So that obviously helps to stop someone who's a great returner. Yes, exactly. And we just got to continue. Like I say, Big Love has been doing a phenomenal job now. But also talking, Craig was our long snapper. He's been having some great snaps, and he he does a great job of covering, you know, getting down there and making sure that return has to think about. <laughs> do I really want to return? Sure, sure. Um, I know I know it's 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 midway through the season, but um, you know we were talking about the broadcast. We were talking about it, you know, just before as as we're waiting for the game and stuff to get started, the playoffs. This system, um, I mean, I wrote, I was writing down <laughs> here's our region, and I'm writing down some wins and losses, and obviously it, it'll all come out in the wash a little bit as we get get going. Um, but they tweaked the system from last year a little bit, and the only reason I even bring it up is we played a game in, in, uh, for for district. Now look, bottom line is you win districts you're in the playoffs so it doesn't really matter but what's your feeling on on the playoffs the new system do you like it um are there some tweaks that you think that that could happen to it to be honest with you i just focus on just winning the games we can control i was gonna i was gonna i was thinking you probably give me the, the coach the coach uh, yeah, response I, I am but you know and and that's part of the reason i always play a tough schedule too though because I think two things, you know, I always play a tough schedule because I always want to be prepared for the playoffs. But now it benefits you more the tougher schedule you play. Uh, so that that's always been in my mind, you know, when they when they started going away from, you know, the district champion, district runner-up, and going to a point system. Because uh, a couple of years ago, they actually did actually use my team as a uh, example. Okay. You know, of a team that still would would have been a high seed. You know, even though it was another year we had a bunch of injuries, rash injuries early in the year. We rebounded, you know, late, and we, we had won the district. But even if we won the one the district, we still would have made the playoffs. So, uh, you know, the FHSA kind of used our school as an example, playing a tough game. Right, right. Yeah. And you and you want those other teams you play to win. You, you know, we should be rooting for it, and it may be tough, but we should be rooting for Palmetto and and some of those some of those teams. And I said it, you know, look. Uh, I, I probably do not, but it is. But you know, we we need them too. Uh, and if you're listening out there, Tigers, I'm sorry. Um, but you know, I, there's no the, the numbers involved in this. So you've got your own strength to schedule, opponent strength to schedule, and then opponent opponent strength to schedule. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, I'm a numbers guy. I do it for a living. And I don't know how. I mean, it's going to be a lot of man hours dedicated to finding the points for these for this playoffs. And I guess they got a system, and they're going to do, you know, they're that. paying somebody. You know, on top of that, having the points for the teams that made the playoffs the last two years. Correct. Know, bonus points. Correct. Yeah, you know, with that. So, if you look at our schedule, you know, really only three of the teams we played this year did not make the playoffs last year. So that bodes well for us uh, as far as getting those extra bonus points uh, down the line. And, and Lakewood Ranch winning is is great for us. Yes. Hope that moves those that that win to different points. So some of those we want those teams. You know Sarasota having a much better year this year. We want those teams to be successful and absolutely yeah. Well, coach, we appreciate you joining us. Um, 
this evening on the on the podcast. Uh, we will uh, all look forward to coming out Friday night to Joe Canfield Hawkins Stadium, seven thirty kickoff versus Coconut Creek. Uh, as always, out there, everyone, thanks for listening. Tune in next week as we uh, review the game from Friday and also preview our next week's uh, opponent. And as always, go Canes, go! Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.